Welcome to the Mysteries of the Paranormal. I'm your host, Allison. Here, I'll talk all about mythology, folklore, and cryptids. Why do you sound so tired all of a sudden? I don't know. I just am. Life maybe, is tiring. Maybe that's the mystery today. No, I just didn't sleep that well. <laughs> well, um, I decided to do a Japanese folktale just for you. Why? Because I'm a fucking weeb? No, because I just know that you're into that stuff. Okay, that makes sense. Duh. Because I'm a semi kind-hearted, pays-attention person. Show off. Just semi. (laughs) What do you got for me today? This is about a guy that's called My Lord Bagger Rice. Hmm. Probably sounds a lot cooler in Japanese, I'm guessing. Yeah, do you speak Japanese? Fuck no. Okay, then I don't don't know how to... My Lord... My Lord Bag of Rice. Mm -hmm. So... This story takes place in obviously Japan because uh Japanese I folklore. I don't know where else it would take place in. <laughs> Vietnam, maybe. But if it's a Japanese folktale? I don't know. I was shot I mean, in the dark. I mean, you know, I guess I guess. No, I mean, okay, it's Japan. Whatever. <laughs> so his it's a r- warrior that his real name is Tawa Toda. Which translates to My Lord Bagger Rice. Mm. So it follows us how he got this name. He is someone that's very much like you. He can't sit still to save his life. He just oh. can't. So he's like, oh, let's just go out on an adventure. Why not? Yeah, let me grab all my stuff and let's go. So he starts going, comes across this bridge pretty early on into his journey. And takes a step and realizes that there is a dragon on the bridge. So it's described as a, it says its body was so big that it looked like a trunk of a large pine tree and took Mm. up the whole width of the bridge. One claw rested on one side while its tail rested against the other. And it was breathing fire and smoke as it slept. Okay, I'm guessing it's an Eastern style dragon. You know, the ones that are just really long. Yeah. Slinks. Yeah. So, at first, of course, when he saw this, was kind of fearful, a little bit scared, but decided that this wasn't going to stop him, and pressed on. So, as he's walking, he gets about just on the beginning part of hit the dragon's body and he got on the dragon's body so he basically had to like climb over the dragon in order to get on the other side there's no there was no alternate route he could have taken i'm guessing no okay and so this kind of later on it the dragon explains because right now as he's you know climbing around on top of whatever the dragon, he then hears someone say, uh, talk to him and calling out, 
and he turns around and sees a man and realizes that the dragon is now gone. Oh, shit. So he looks, and he looks at the man, he's, and he's like, is that, was that you that was calling me? And the man's like, yeah, that, that was me. I have a request from you if you're up to it and if you can help me. So then the, the warrior's like, yeah, of course, I'll help you if I can, but I need to know who you are. What's your name? You know what? And so he says. State your business here. Basically. And so he says, I am the dragon king of the lake and my home is actually the waters underneath this bridge. So my request is, I need you to help me to kill my mortal enemy, the centipede. He goes on to tell him, I have lived here for many years. I have a very big family. Uh, many children, many grandchildren, but every night this large centipede comes and takes one of my family members and kills them. That's just fucking rude, man. Yeah. yeah. And so, like, what do you do? K- eat your wife or something? I, I mean, I don't, I don't. What know. did you? What did your ancestors do to piss off the centipede? <laughs> or was he just a dick? So probably just a dick. I'm m- guessing. Maybe. I mean, I want to say that he was. The centipede's just a dick. He says, for a monster centipede has discovered our home, and night after night it comes and carries off one of my family. I am powerless to save them, and it goes How on. How big is this dude's family if it comes every night? <laughs> I don't know. It, well, it, I'm guessing he's included. I'm guessing it's probably like a clan thing that's probably including all the aunts and cousins and uncles. Yeah, because he does Still, say, even then, like how big is this clan? Yeah, I, I don't know, but he does say that I have a large family of children and grandchildren. Mm. And he says if this goes on any longer, there will be nobody. He'll basically just eat us off, even myself. I need help. He says for many days I've been waiting for someone like yourself to come help me because everybody that comes turns around and runs out of fear. Well, and it's like, well, yeah, no shit. It's a giant centipede. Y- you're, and well, he's talking about himself. Like everybody runs away when they see a giant dragon. It's like you're a dragon, dude. But what do you expect me to do? Yeah, it's like most people are gonna run away. And then he says, "I've been waiting on this bridge in the shape of a dragon, waiting for a strong, brave man to come along and help me." Also, I'm not trying to pit, nitpick Japanese folklore. I'm not sure this is a really important story, but if you can turn into a dragon, why don't you just burn the fucking centipede? I don't know. Unless I, this thing's really, really big. I mean, what is a centipede to a dragon? Honestly. I'm imagining it's actually bigger than a normal centipede. It's probably like, you know, probably the size of the dragon, but... But if it's the size of a dragon, the dragon can breathe fire. Maybe that was an illusion. I don't know. It even says that smoke and fire was coming out of its nostrils when it was sleeping. You know, we're overthinking it. Never mind. Let's keep going. <laughs> so I'm I'm wrong to poke <laughs> I'm not I shouldn't poke holes in someone else's no, culturally. And, and again, you know, it's I think it's a lot of it is we just don't understand the culture because we don't live there. We've never been, you know, part of that. We don't know anything about that culture pretty much. Yeah. So he says, I beg you to help me, and I just I just really need this done. So the warrior says, okay, I, I got you. I'm going to help you. And he starts to ask, where does this centipede live? 
So the Dragon King responds, he lives over there across the lake on that very, very high peak. Because of course. Yeah, so it's like, why would you not be, you know, across the straight neighbors? Well, not, that makes sense, right? Yeah, of course. Why Why would you not be on the highest peak? Why can't everything just be easy? <laughs> right? So he says that that's its home. At a certain hour every night, the centipede comes from its home to attack his home and take his family. So he was like, all right, I'm going to go there. And the dragon king says, no, stay here. It comes, like I said, every the same hour every night. So just stay here. Let it come to you rather than you go to it. So he said, okay, that's cool. They go down uh, into the water under the bridge. And everything is, like, amazing, beautiful, the best things you can imagine seeing, the best dishes, the everything. Um, so they have this big feast and ceremony, and it goes on until midnight. And then that's when they realize that the centipede is now there or coming down. Dun, dun, dun. And so it says that both of them rush to the balcony and on the opposite side of the mountain was two balls of fire. That was its eyes. Goodness gracious, baseball. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, Jesus Christ. Okay, so now they're trying to paint the picture of this. Do you like haunted houses? Think you might have psychic abilities? Then head on over to participate in a spooky scientific study that takes place on July 19th through the 31st with parapsychologists Dr. Brian, Dr. James, and Dr. Cindy. They will be conducting a study of ESP abilities in Waco, Texas. So if you'd like to hang out in a haunted house and a beautiful church with parapsychology researchers while testing your own psychic abilities, come on over and join them. For further information on how to participate, go to the Waco Ghost Facebook page, facebook.com slash Waco Ghosts, or contact Cindy Little at WacoGhosts at gmail.com. And at this point, the Dragon King is so fearful. He's yelling, there it is, there it is, kill it. And so he looked across of the lake, and it says that there's two balls of fire. He saw a long body of an enormous centipede winding around the mountains and the light, and it's 100 feet glowing like so many distant lanterns moving slowly towards the shore. Is that how they paint the picture of the centipede? I mean, it's pretty scary. Yeah. So he didn't want to uh, show any fear, try to calm the Dragon King, um, and he basically tells the Dragon King, go get me my bow and arrows. He didn't fucking bring them? No. No. He didn't take them out with him. Exactly. You just Now you're just wasting more time. Okay, whatever. Yeah. Okay, yeah. keep going. Keep I, going. I keep going. So the Dragon King goes to get his arrows, realizes that he only has three arrows left. Just three. I guess just right down the no mouth, I guess. Fuck, I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. So. <laughs> you don't got a sword? Well, I mean, 
like he or had, any of the other thousands of weapons so made in Japan. He had one sword, and then the three arrows and the bow. So basically, he had two weapons. If if you want to boil it down, because the bow and the arrows have to be used Not together. Even a goddamn small knife. Not even a kunai. No, that's it. So basically, two weapons. Okay. Um, so he takes the first arrow, sets it in the bow, and fires. It hits Guessing. it right in the middle of the head, but it bounces off like a freaking bouncy ball. And of course, you know they yeah. have these things called outer shells. Yeah. So you know he's like, oh great. Why not just try it exactly like that one more time and waste another arrow? Let's not think this through. No. Are these popular Japanese folklores, or is it just a, a story that just passed down? I think it's just a story that's passed down. Okay, cool, because now I'm, I want to feel less and less bad about it's making fun of this shit. It says classic stories from Japanese past. Oh, fuck. So, I'm, I'm so an asshole. You know what? You know, I would... I would enjoy if a Japanese person made fun of our folklores. We have some really dumb um, folklore. We really do. Let's face it. This All folklore is fucking stupid. The American folk tales are pretty freaking dumb. Let's yeah. let's not let's not lie here. Yeah. We're we're I'm sure ours are even stupider than this one. So yeah. I mean Huckle I mean Tom Sawyer. The guy's a fucking idiot. Everyone in that yeah. story is an idiot just exactly. so this idiot can win. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So like I said, shoots that sec- second arrow. Exact same way. So, as you could imagine, exact same results. Mm-hmm. So, then the king starts to get very, very scared again because, well, now the warrior only has one arrow left. Mm-hmm. And you could imagine that he's going to do the same thing. But, no, this guy actually gets a little small. So, as he's watching the centipede come closer... He remembers that human saliva kills centipedes. Does it actually? I don't know. It says, suddenly the warrior remembers that he had heard that human saliva was deadly to centipedes. But this was no centipede. Like, normal centipede. Well, no. No shit. Yeah. Yeah, no shit. (laughs) So what he does is he decides to take his last arrow... And treat it like a lollipop. Uh, the Omukade. And this is pure Google. Apparently, uh, human saliva is deadly to the Omukage. Omukade. Uh, some uh, some Japanese uh, Japanese centipede yokai. Okay, this is probably what this is probably what the story is about. Yeah, this is exactly what it's called. Omukade. Yeah. Notably featured in the fairy tale Marlord Bag of Rice, in which a female sea dragon asked the hero Fuji. It's a female sea dragon. It says no mention of gender in this one. That's hmm. the hero. Da da da. Just lay the goddess. Now we're kindred. Well, yeah. Apparently, it is. Apparently, at least in the folk in this folklore, it is. It is. Yeah. So saliva yeah. is dangerous to this thing. So he takes his last arrow and treats it like a lollipop, and he's like, "Yum, delicious! Let's shove this sharp object in my mouth." Um, pulls it out. But when I put a knife in my mouth, I need to go to like the hospital or something. Yeah, right? It's yeah, you can leave that joke in. <laughs> so he does that, puts it on the arrow, and aims the same way, but this time it actually goes through mm-hmm. and hits the brain. Nice. Good job. So, you know, but after this, it's some kind of, like, 
really bad earthquake to a sense because everything's shaking. But you have to remember this is at night. So they can't see crap. And they're just feeling this, I don't know, I guess tidal wave earthquake from the centipede falling. I don't know. Well, it'd be a small earthquake. from yeah. If it fell, hit the ground, then it'd be a small earthquake. Yeah. yeah. So. Or I guess a tremor, probably. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. So, again, everyone that's in the palace is freaking out because they don't know if... The ground's shaking. Yeah, <laughs> the, the ground's shaking. They don't know if the warrior basically pissed off the centipede and now they're it decided to go in the ground. Uh-huh. So, as day begins to come up, the warrior calls out for the dragon king to come out because now they can see that the centipede body... Basically, its corpse is in the water, and the lake is filled with its blood. And so, again, a whole another celebration takes on, and it feeds them tons and tons of food, another whole feast. So then the Dragon King gives him uh, five gifts. The first was a large bronze bell. Hmm. The second was a bag of rice. The I mean, that's, I mean, the bag of rice, that'll get you far. Yeah. You know, that'll, that's a... Yeah, and especially in, especially in this time, like, yeah. that was... Like, you ain't getting fucking sushi. You just n- take what you can get to n- eat. Yeah, right? He also gave him a roll of silk, a cooking pot, which I'm assuming is kind of like what we think of a crock pot nowadays. So something similar... Probably something just to cook the rice. Yeah. Fill with water, heat under a fire. Yeah, and then a bell. The warrior didn't want to accept all this, but he did. And so then the dragon king accompanied him as far as he could go. So the end of the bridge and what it said that these gifts actually, especially the bag of rice and silk actually helped him in a way because it was an endless bag of rice. Fuck yeah. Yeah. So it was just like he. He'll, this, he'll never go hungry again. Yeah. So it says the single bag of rice, however much was taken from it day after day for the meals of the night and his whole family never grew less. And the supply in the bag was inexhaustible. Nice. So and it also says that um, the same thing with the silk. He could just use as much as he wanted and it never went out. The cooking pot, it helped no matter what you put into it. It cooked it deliciously. Whatever was wanted without any firing, truly a very economic economical saucepan. <laughs> so it was basically just yeah. It, you put it in, it automatically seasons your chicken. Basically, yeah. yeah. Whatever it's like, oh yeah, you want a. You want it, you want your steak medium well. It's always I gonna be medium you. well. You want a you know, just white rice with a little bit of salt. I got you. Yeah, and so that's basically what happened, and then the fame of this story got so big that everyone called him Lord Bagger Rice. Lord Bagger Rice, and there was no need for him to spend money on rice, silk, or firing, and he became very rich and prosperous because of this. The silk, I guess, because you could just if you have unlimited silk, just always trade the silk. But yeah. I guess you could always, I guess, start a famous restaurant. I mean, you literally save so much. Well, rice ain't even that fucking expensive. So I don't. I mean, I mean, you know, whatever. He he came. He got rich. He's he yeah. saved a family and became rich. Good for yeah. him. Yeah. Is that the end of the story? Yeah. All right. Well, that was fun. So, it it was you know it's interesting to see that that's. I feel bad pointing out all those dumb plot holes, but I mean, 
Again, if you could turn into a dragon, I mean, how dangerous? I mean, I guess the outer shell wasn't made it so difficult. And, you know, it's probably meant to be a story of, you know, overcoming fear and, you know. But it's a centipede. It was a really big centipede. But aren't centipedes just like little furries? Well, this was a yokai, you know. They're a uh, yokai, you know, they're Japanese demon. You know, it's it's bad mamma jamma. Can do some damage. I'm just confused. a dragon, apparently. I mean, I'm just confused because if it's a dragon, you would think a dragon would be able to well, blow a hole in a Maybe I'm just like, maybe I'm assimilate, uh, uh, equating Western dragons with Eastern dragons. I think Eastern dragons, I think, are more peace, supposed to be more peaceful than, you know, our typical like wyverns and shit, just fire, destruction. So opposite Don't of quote the me on that. King Arthur dragon. Yeah, they're v- they are not that similar. Uh, they're blizzards, but I know they are very different. That's top of my head. They can, I mean, there's all sorts of dragons out there, so it doesn't really matter. It's not so real. So what you're so. telling me is that... Uh, I'm not telling you. Like I'm that suggesting. Ray Dragon Disney movie, that's what they're supposed to look like? Yeah, more like that, yeah. Ryan the Last Dragon, yeah. Eastern Dragon. You really thought it was going to have these big-ass wings and all these giant claws and stuff? Yeah, because, again, you, you have to realize, I I'm an American. I grew up with the King Arthur and the Knights of the Round Table. You know, let's go slay this dragon. Or right, let me fight I you. I didn't grow up with that, and I'm older than I'm younger than you. Like you know, stabby stabby sword yeah. and. Um, uh, I mean, there's all types of dragons, but yeah, they're more like I'm guessing they're more going more based off the Ryan the Last Dragon, those kind of dragons. This is Japan, so. And they're really not, as far as I can know. I mean. I don't know, I'm talking to my ass right now. I'm hoping you end this show episode soon before I cut myself into a hole. You know, I don't. I'm just confused by this because it's like, what? But then again, you know what? Never mind. Because that whole King Arthur crap—that's an American folk tale, and I'm pretty. It's not sure even American. It's fucking English. What you know? What? Whatever. I'm pretty sure that has a whole lot of freaking plot holes in it too. It does. It has a shit ton of plot holes. How the fuck can Gawain not cut this dude's head off? How did he? How did he cut the Green Knight's head off? Because don't give me that the move the movie makes him a tree person, but in the folktale, from I remember reading it, he's just a dude who got his head cut off and just got back up. So it really makes no fucking sense. I mean, but you know what? Doesn't really matter. Yeah. Anyway, I I just I don't understand. Oh look, in my Lord of bag of rice. Bag of rice Goldfish dancers and cart musicians delight their brave warrior. Nice. Maybe if I actually read that, <sighs> I'll bless you. Thank you. Well, this was fun. Yeah. When are you going to do another one? When? Yeah. I don't know. If I, you didn't have to go get lunch, I would probably do another one. But uh, you got to go get some food so that way you can go to work. And I can, you know, live, not die, survive. Yay. All right. Well, until next time. Thanks for having me. Bye. You can find this podcast at The Mysteries of the Paranormal on TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook. Be sure to tune in every week for a brand new episode wherever you get your podcast or at roguemedianetwork.com.
This has been a Rogue Media Podcast. <laughs> <laughs>